Welcome to Inside Jokes. This is about the art of comedy. With Sandra Carusi. We get in the mind of the comic. On Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I love it. Right? I got goosebumps. Doesn't it? It does. It gives you goosebumps every time. That yeah. is. Memory it takes you to a place right Canadian there, right comedy. there. Yeah. Right there. Miss it. Kids in the hall. We have one of the kids. You know what? For uh, uh, Listen, not to be overly preachy here, right, Sandra? Yeah. Off the top, but it's oh, obviously God. true. I don't think there would be half of the Canadian comics and what we have in Canadian comedy now without the kids in the hall. That's yeah. what we all grew uh, up on, uh, right? Uh, the influence. It's the influence. Absolutely. I like, I know we say that all the time. Last week it was uh, so Robin We're usually Luke. lying. Yeah. No, well, not with Robin. Yeah, we're usually lying. Is yeah. that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Robin Duke's a genius. Uh, she was like our aunt when we first started. <laughs> you haven't introduced me yet. I'm not here. I'm sorry. No, That's I know. Right. Thank you, Kevin. You're so, you're just so media savvy. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. Kevin yeah. McDonald is here. Yes, Robin Duke was like an aunt to us. <laughs> there, not, and uh, I think uh, you haven't asked me this, but here I go. The the music, which still gives me a chill. Um, I think that that was. Uh, they always say the kids in hall were influential, but I think the music was really influential too, because uh, the Daily Show and a lot of other shows uh, picked music that was sort of similar in feel, the kind of uh, surf yeah. rock, Tex Mex. True, true. That sort of became so comedy true. theme music. Yeah, yeah. So uh, shadowy men from a shadowy planet. Yeah. Yay! I'm clapping. Clap, clap. <laughs> Wow, that's okay. So a little more on you, Mister. <laughs> okay. Uh, most recognizable to audiences as one of the iconic kids in the hall, as we've already established, and also recurring role as Pastor Dave on that '70s show. I had a very good wig. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you did, yeah. Uh, I did. And Didn't when, I? I did. When you were on Se- on Seinfeld, what'd you do there? Uh, I was denim vest. I was done. I was the. I was in the Festivus episode. And oh I, my gosh! I flirted with. Um, uh, I'm going blank. What's uh, what, what was her character's name? Oh, Elaine. Uh, Elaine. Elaine. Yeah. I flirted with her, and then uh, and then when uh, some she gets in a steam thing. I don't know. She looks awful, and then I. Um, anyway, I have a Jerry Seinfeld story. Yes. Oh, excellent. Okay, so we were on the set. The, um, it was in uh, Hollywood, but they had this New York set in the studio. It looked just like New York. And um, and my character had a joke that was in the script to say to her. And then uh, Jerry Seinfeld, who was really in charge of everything, and he was very nice. He was very nice. Um, he didn't like the joke, so him and the two writers who wrote that particular episode, they started jamming jokes. Now, this was like a year after the Kids on the Hall ended, and we were that's what we used to do on the set all the time. So forgetting my place, I suggested a joke. And then I swear to God, I suggested wow. a joke. The whole crew went quiet. The skies got dark. I, I think there was thunder in the background. And then Jerry Seinfeld turned to me and said, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Which I understood. I, if someone, if someone like, uh, in a kitchen hall set said that, we would have, like, um, been mad. So uh, he did a very, it was a very polite no. But I swear to God, the, a rainstorm did start. <laughs> I would start crying and never stop. Yeah, I just got very Canadian. Never mind. Sorry, sorry. Never. I'm sorry. Sorry. Never, never mind. Sorry. Straight to the apologies for yes. sure. Because it wasn't him. Yeah, it just wasn't going to fly. Yeah, because uh, I totally understand that the kids in hall would have been exactly like that. I, I did forget my place, and then people asked me, "But I bet your joke was better than the others." I said, "No, it was like the same. They were all like the same kind of quality." <laughs> but he gave you the new. No, like, yeah, like a full yeah. on. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Yes. 
Okay. And he, he was turned away from me, so it was dramatic. I'll nothing. do the crying for you. And it just yes. stays with you for the rest of your career. It does stay with me the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he was very nice. Uh, though all week he kept calling me Dave, because Dave fully, I guess, was the famous kid in the hall at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so Arrested Development. Uh, Arrested Development, uh, that was a fun day. That was one of the few scripts where, uh, I'm about to be cocky, where uh, I, I said to myself, that's almost as good as a kid in the hall script. Uh, <laughs> not that we could write stories or anything. And it, it, it was a good idea. It was like a kids in the hall idea that um, it was... Um, uh, I played a cop, and we were doing good cop, bad cop. I was the bad cop, but it was bring your daughter to work day. So I had a um, a little uh, baby uh, in a baby Bjorn thing. So I was bad cop, but I had to be quiet not <laughs> to wake up my baby. So I had to be a quiet bad cop, which is like a really funny idea. I always wondered, too, did you guys have much interaction just friendship-wise or collaboration-wise with, um, with Bob and Dave? Because when they were doing Mr. Show, obviously you guys were a huge influence on them. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I hope so. They, they have their own voice. Anyway, it's funny. Our show had just ended, and uh, I was meeting with Bruce. We were working on something, and then we, it was in Hollywood. We all moved to Hollywood. And then um, we were walking down that nice street. <laughs> I forget what it's called. There's a Sunset? nice street. No, no. Rodeo? Uh, no. And that nice street. I remember when it's by Paramount Studios. Does that help? It doesn't oh, not, there we go. not for a bunch of losers who's never been there. Uh, <laughs> yes. And um, uh, and we, we bumped into Bob and Dave, who we knew a little bit, mm. and they were uh, they were writing sketches, and they said, oh, what are you writing sketches for? And they said, oh, we have a new show. Uh, we're going to call it Mr. Show, we think. And then, nice. um, and uh, that's my story. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, start, uh, yeah, of course, their show was amazing. And they, they went on Netflix a few years ago, and I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. That's Great. Which is what we may do, the kids in the hall. Oh, that would be right fantastic. On. There's nice a rumor to... that I started that we're doing it. And uh, <laughs> if you start the rumor first, then it's sort of, uh, now it may happen. <laughs> I believe that. I believe yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're here with Kevin McDonald. We're going to hear more from him right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, I'm John Catucci from You Gotta Eat Here. So when I'm not eating food, I'm listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Sandra Carusi with Dean Young. And our guest today is Kevin McDonald, the Canadian comedian icon from Kids in the Hall. Sorry. That, that's, my, that's how I sing to your theme song that we were talking about earlier. Is that the... Kids in the Hall. I don't uh-huh. know. The kids, the kids, yeah. in the hall, the hall, the hall, the that, kids, the kids, in the hall, the hall. <laughs> there you That's go. I can come up with. <laughs> That's the words you guys came up with. Well, Scott, Dave, Bruce, Mark. And... So you'll be hosting Humber yes. College. Yes. for Screaming, yes. Industry Night at the Second City. What's your advice to new comedians entering this strange, strange world? Uh, <laughs> uh, when uh, you get a question like that, you either like give a joke answer or a sincere answer. Uh, unfortunately for you, I couldn't come up with a joke, so I'm gonna <laughs> give a sincere answer. I'm sorry, I, I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't think of a joke. Uh, well, I I do have advice that because uh, I teach workshops and, I, and people ask me for for advice, and I say um, I can't give them business advice. Uh, first of all, the business model I know is back from 1988, so it's different. <laughs> yeah. So I would be wrong. And But even in 1988, I wouldn't give business because it would be bad. Get a resume. So uh, my only advice is whatever it is that you're doing, if it's stand-up, do it all the time. If it's sketches, write sketches all the time. Uh, be ready. I feel that a person gets a lucky break once or twice a year, but it's invisible to you if you're not ready. And I think the kids in the hall, we'd worked really hard the year before we were uh, quote-unquote discovered. 
I made a funny face when I said the discovery. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so um, um, we were ready. We were completely ready when we. And then we got good luck that we did our best of Kids in the Hall show at a theater called Tarragon, and we got good reviews exactly when Lauren Michaels was looking for people. Wow. That week, and uh, so I believe uh, if you work all the time and you're ready, uh, your lucky break will not be invisible to you. Wow, that's fantastic! Sincere advice. That was sincere advice. Right? Sincere. Sure. I couldn't think of a joke. I'm sorry. I can't think. How of did you come up with that? That's incredible. Um, sincerity. Sincerity. <laughs> People ask me enough, and then I, I was forced to think about it, and I thought, well, how did you make it? Because. Um, uh, I, honestly, the kind of person I am, I, I'm ambitious, but I'm also fearful. And fearful sort of makes you accidentally lazy. And I think that um, I'm good. I'm not knocking myself. I'm a good comic. But if I wasn't with the other kids in the hall, um, some of who were very good business-minded, right. I, I, I probably would be one of those bitter legends in, in Toronto that people say, oh, he should have made it. He was, he was kind of funny just because I don't have that kind of uh, drive. But that's what I think. I've never said that before. It must be true, though. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you've opened me up. You're like psychiatrist of evil. <laughs> Once you say it on the radio, it's automatically true. It's automatically true. Well, I think, too, because you guys were doing something com so much different on stage, obviously, and then, of course, when, when the TV show became a thing. But there was a story where, I think it was on WTF, actually, where Mike Myers was talking about you guys and how you're the Beatles of comedy. Right. And he saw the show when you first started working on the TV show, and he got kind of depressed because he's like, well, that's the, that's what I want to be doing. Uh, and you know he was we want Dave and I wanted him to be in the troupe too. Uh, wow. By the way, we're not the Beatles of comedy; we're the Duran Duran of comedy. <laughs> Is Mo it Monty yeah. Python or the Beatles of comedy? Well, okay, oh. there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Duran Duran had a lot of good like like their greatest hits album would be great. <laughs> so, uh, so it's not a bad thing. Uh, Mike, yeah, uh, he, I was a teenager and I took Second City workshops and everybody was over thirty five and the only other teenager was Mike Myers and we sort of became um, comedy friends. We started we tried to start a troupe. But he intimidated me so much because he was uh, he, as good as he ever was, ever is now. He was when he was 17. He like uh, I think Second City hired him the next year when he was 18. Um, I was like a lumpy potato of potential, and, uh, <laughs> and I knew that. And he was he was a good writer. He just intimidated me. So um, it took the kids on the hall not to intimidate me, and we sort of grew up more like together. Uh, but yeah, Dave and I wanted Mike in the troupe. Um, and there was also Tim Sims, the uh, comedy right. legend, uh, Tim Sims. Yeah. yeah, we also wanted him in the troupe. Uh, Mark fought for this weird actor called Scott Thompson, and, <laughs> and Mark wins all the fights. <laughs> Thank God, though, I don't think we would have got discovered if it wasn't for Scott Thompson. I think um, really? he has many talents. One of his talents is that he's uh, good at being discovered. <laughs> I think he's a uh, he's like the life of the party, and he. Uh, right. We were like clever writers who, at the back of the, we, we'd be at the back of the stage, um, telling our little clever ideas with the audience not being able to hear us. And Scott, in a way, spiritually and literally, forced us to the front of the stage and uh, and gave some gave us some electricity. So uh, well, and, and Scott, and obviously all of you guys, but Scott especially also blew open the doors on having this voice for like queer comedy yeah. too that was not happening yes. anywhere Absolutely. and on network TV right like, yeah and that's when I think about it now that uh, I mean everybody anybody could be in a good comedy troupe but but that was sort of special and important and and, and that's sort of uh, if, if there's any importance to us besides just being a good comedy troupe uh, I, I would say Scott brought that to us, and, and uh, so I, I was lucky enough to be in something important because of Scott. I was totally, saying. like when you guys, you know, you're doing steps, and when he, I used to always, oh yeah, yeah, steps, yeah. running F word because I can't, can't say that <laughs> on the radio in yeah. 2018. But it was, cause, I mean, this was years before 
you know, when Ellen came out on her sitcom, that was this yeah. huge po- polarizing thing. But this was years before that. You guys just sort of slipped it under the radar. And he's not really seen as a hero. He isn't. It's never no. discussed, really. Because I, I think I could be wrong. Terry Sweeney was on Saturday Night Live, but he wasn't open about it. It, it may have been like obvious or, or it may have been uh, apparent that he was gay. But Scott Thompson, I think, was the first person that said he was gay on, on TV. I could be wrong. Wow. I'm usually wrong about when I say big things like that. <laughs> he, was, he was on here, uh, I guess, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, about that. Yeah. And I don't, I'm trying to remember if we, we asked him. We talked a bit about that. He's very humble about that. Like Is he? he, he had, yeah, I didn't even Well, that's changed he... over the years then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just about to say, even though he doesn't appear and he's very, you know, out there about, you know, everything, he's he's not shy. Let's just put it that way. No, but no. Life think, of the party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I just, uh, we'll have to have him back on and ask him the big question. It yeah. is, because it's kind of overlooked. That's one of the, you know... It is overlooked. I mean, people like you sort of know it's happened, but but uh, but I, I almost think, like, um, uh, the gay community should talk about the... Or what do we call it now in 2018? I don't know the words anymore. I'm an yeah. old man trying to say the right thing. LGBT. I get the letters mixed up. I'm sorry. Um, I think... I hope everyone... Well, everyone in the whole world should know that it was Scott Thompson. I think that... Um, well, there you go. Yeah. We said it here. And Dean, who's freshly out of the closet... It's a double closet. He's, yeah. He's got a, a male, female. Yeah, but, well, bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was because of Buddy Cole. Who knows? Who knows? Right? Oh, <laughs> Buddy Cole. We had him do Buddy Cole on the show. That's right, remember? yeah. yeah. And yeah. where else do we do? I, when I was at GFL, I, I kind of scammed an interview with Buddy Cole. Oh. On Global. Yeah, like Buddy Cole's, t- I'm, I, I'm finally, it's, it's got to be happy, I'm finally acting like he's a real person. Buddy Cole's uh, touring the, I don't know <laughs> if the tour's done now, but uh, but he, he had been touring. Oh gosh, I love it. Well, we'll talk more with Kevin McDonald yes. right after the break. I'll learn the best words to say, world. I, just, <laughs> just send me the words, I'll say them. I mean it in my heart. On Inside Jokes, you can say that. Inside Jokes, we can say that now? And, see, and what's the say there on the little blue flag? Globo News, Red Arrow Radio, 640 Toronto. This is Marta Chavez, and you're listening to Sandra Carusi, the cruiser, on Inside Jokes. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. That was very rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing roll. that one day too much, and you got mad. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I got a little upset. <laughs> I was off that day listening like bad managers and stuff do, listening to this clown over here. We're back. <laughs> and now I do it, and I find it completely acceptable. Okay. <laughs> We're on Inside Jokes, and we're on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I think that's how we're going to start. I think that's, I like that so much better. That's a huge 640 brand. Toronto. Huge. Uh, 640. All right, we're going to do some fun stuff here with uh, Mr. Kevin McDonald, formerly of Kids in the Hall. Well, no, we're still together. Yeah. We're still together. We're still together. We, we get together every three or four years to uh, do a tour and stuff, but we, we're going to- That's awesome. And we're trying to get on back on TV. There's some interest. Uh, some people who saw and some And Netflix. College. And Netflix. Well, uh, maybe. Yes, hopefully. Well, because Netflix would be fantastic, because right now, people, you can get this like massive horse-sized box set of the entire series that's like- Can you really? Yeah. It's like <laughs> this giant like 50-pound box of DVDs. Because we were talking in the last segment about, you know, you guys were doing all this- sort of quote-unquote queer comedy that was not being seen on network TV, right? Or even really on stage, really. A right. lot of, the, like, it was just such such a topic that wasn't discussed. But there's a few sketches that I go back and think about that I always wonder, 
not only how those played on TV, but what it was like getting them actually onto the air, like you guys did. God is Dead was one of them. Oh, right? well, that, right? that's a, a little vignette. That's why no one's mentioned that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We did God is Dead. Yeah. And then uh, the Dr. Seuss Bible. That's <laughs> when we had trouble. God is Dead sort of got slipped by. Uh, I, they saw more of as a, a parody of an art movie, sort of. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we got, but, but Dr. Seuss, uh, HBO didn't um, uh, didn't want to play that. Uh, Dr. Seuss Bible. Well, if you don't know Dr. Seuss Bible, it's the story of the crucifixion of Christ uh, told through Dr. Seuss verse. So right away, we were in trouble. Uh, <laughs> though Comedy Central showed in the States and CBC showed, CBC was way cooler back then. It's yes. funny because I remember like, you know, the odd, you didn't have a lot of swearing on there, but like the odd F word would pop out or something. Yeah. Like you did the the drunk Buddy Holly sketch. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm effing Buddy Holly, you know. Yeah. And just thinking about that now, it's like that—that that would never happen on on CBC right now, you know. No, no, we were lucky though. Ivan Fasan, he made two, uh, this was the time of two prime times, right? Like they, you had seven and nine, so you had the more family stuff. The nine and ten, you had um, the National. Then ten to twelve, you had us and Larry Sanders and Ralph Ben Murgy. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. And we could do more. Well, and, and I, I remember, you know, watching the show all the time. My dad would sort of drift in and out of it and watch it with me because he was always, my dad's a big British comedy guy, so he was like a Faulty Towers, Monty Python oh. guy. <laughs> so sometimes I'd be watching kids and, and you know, something really bizarre would come on, like sausages or something, right? <laughs> yeah. And he would just kind of be like, what the hell are you watching, you know? Well, you know, some of the kids in Hall said that. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that had a big fight because there was more comedy in it when it was first originally written uh, yeah. by Norm Hiscock. And then uh, Bruce McCullough took it over and he rewrote it into a weird, uh, and then Dave and I, who we we believed more in comedy and more in jokes, we fought against it. But now I'm so glad we lost because it's it's so different from the. Why um, does everything have to be like laugh a second? Like uh, yeah, exactly. Like it's great. And now I think it could have been our first movie. <laughs> yeah, sausages the movie. Yeah, sausages the movie. That's hilarious. Some of it was so off the wall. Or like I remember the the Voyagers sketch just like oh yeah paddling the canoe down the streets of Toronto like yeah well that was something we did uh, close by to here when we were just a young teenage troupe early 20s whatever in uh, theater sports at a harbor front oh my gosh uh, theater sports we did th remember theater Whoa, sports oh I just got goosebumps we did theater sports and every time our group was in trouble Dave and I would pretend to roam and, <laughs> and I think it was Bruce McCullough later that said you guys should write that scene up and I believe this is boring, but if you're a comedy nerd, uh, the, the 12 of you who are comedy nerds listening to this will find it interesting. I didn't write that scene. Dave wrote it with Bruce McCullough, I think. Oh, okay. Wow, I think. It's something cool. like that. Something very like that. Very cool. Well, and that's the one thing about the kids, too, is that that's you guys are the only troupe that, that Canadian comics and just Canadian audiences, like, sort of religiously know all of your stuff. Like, the yeah. fans of this yeah. show know every single like detail. you, Dean. I do. I totally do. <laughs> yeah. I can catalog the whole thing, and it's funny because... Like Star Trek when I was a kid. Right? That's what it is. It's like Trekkies for comedy. It's the there kiddies, I guess. And it's funny because we always talk, especially on this show, we talk a lot about how... You know, we don't recognize our own in Canada. Like, we can't really name a lot of comics if we aren't one ourselves. Right, right. Know, Let's with, talk about more about that yeah. after the break here on uh, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, and if you have functional ears, you're hearing Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're back on Global. Global, Global News Radio 640. Radio. Inside jokes. We went very ethnic with Kevin McDonald. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know what, uh, what I turned into a Swedish thing. But I think uh, that's, that's 
when I think of kids in the hall, how eccentric can we possibly be? <laughs> can we? Am I being a goof? Or tell me, Kevin McCann. No, 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 good. I, I applaud eccentricity. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned theater sports earlier. Yes. What year? We're talking the 80s. Yes. Uh, was it 82, 83? Uh, I was in Second City Workshops. Mike Myers had been discovered. Uh, I went to a Cable 10 access thing with uh, the, because they, they said, uh, comics, come on, you could do your shows for free. Right. And uh, I remember Mark Brotherson was there uh, representing Bruce Bell. Do you remember Bruce Bell? No. He was like a big stand-up comic at the time. And that was funny. But I met a guy named Luciano Casimiri. Of course. Yeah. He's the original kid in the hall. Oh, my God. And I was wearing a, a, my old a high school football jacket. And um, he immediately, he told me later that he thought that I was the kind of guy that was funny at parties by putting cheesies up their nose. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, we hit it off. And he, then he realized we weren't. And he was sort of my first comedy crush. In a right. way, he was Luch. Uh, Luch. In a way, he was my first girlfriend because I never had a girlfriend, and I was um, what nineteen, and I I called him every night, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he sort of like taught me how to have a girlfriend uh, in a way, <laughs> and so we wanted to start this thing called theater sports, and then Mike Meyer, then Mike Myers quit, and then uh, the uh, I was very sad. He didn't quit. He was like um, hired by Second City to, um, to to be in their touring show, and I was really sad. And in the very first class without him, who walks in? Another teenager who looked a bit like Mike Myers, named Dave Foley. Yes. And yeah. Dave Foley and I, we, um, uh, as the legend goes, if you're those 12 comedy nerds, um, we were uh, putting twos at the beginning of the class and we had to do the mirror exercise where you mirror each other's movements. Yes. And yeah. we, um, we were doing crazy stuff and we, like, we, were, we got on the ground and we rolled on the ground and we, like, uh, we crawled outside in the sidewalk and our teacher was through the window like, come on in, come on in. <laughs> and he, so right away we made each other laugh and we were rebels, which is sort of the beginning of the kids in the hall. And then he was really funny in a scene and I was really funny in a scene. So I, um, Luch and I didn't really have a troop yet, but I went over to, I didn't know his name, Dave Foley, but I, went, I said, do you, I have a troop. I said, lying, do you want to be in it? And he said, sure. And then we learned Dave's name eventually and we, uh, we started going to theater sports. The three of us plus Scott Stewart, who was also in Second City Workshop. Right. Well, wow. it, was that a big part of the, of, of what, brought you guys together was just sort of this is stuff that makes each other laugh yeah absolutely and we, we we always wanted to be Monty Python we always wanted to write but we didn't know how to write but we had an instinct to know um, we hadn't met the other guys yet but we had an instinct to know that if we did theater sports and we improvised we would learn how to write I remember being really nervous before every show really nervous but I remember Lich uh, saying it feels like you, we go through the whole week of sleep and we're only really alive the half hour before the show and during the show. Right. And that's sort of been my life ever since. Uh, it feels like I've sort of, I only really still feel alive. I get that. I'm, I'm more in control of it, but I still get that excitable nervousness. Uh, it doesn't paralyze me anymore. Um, but I only really feel, and that's, and I think of like the songs like Love Cats and something like <laughs> yeah. that. They always play that before theater sports and uh, Come On Irene, Eileen, Come On Eileen. <laughs> Irene would be a, not a good song. Come On Eileen. I, I think of that as a, um, theater sports times. It was at a harbor front. It was at a few theaters first and then yeah. eventually settled at a, at a harbor front. And because uh, the comedy scene back then was Yuck Yucks and Second City. And that was it. Yeah. Right. And then we met Mark and Bruce and we, um, and some other guys who were also brilliant, but eventually quit the troupe. Because um, they wanted to make money <laughs> from comedy, uh, uh, so um, in a way, I always tell people we sort of started the troupe. Um, first of all, Second City said we were too weird, <laughs> yeah. because they're because we're Canadian. We uh, we think uh, oh maybe we're too weird, or maybe they're just being nice and trying to find a way to tell us. It turned out we were too weird. 
Um, and but also we didn't we loved Second City. We, uh, we loved the cast at the time, but we didn't like the fact that they had a piano player. And I think in a weird way, the others won't agree with, me with, uh, with this, but we sort of started a troupe so we could be the one troupe without a piano player in Toronto. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's sort of so. Luch Casimiri is in Las Vegas with his beautiful wife, yes, yes. Kathleen von Hagen, yes. and he's writing for whom now? They do lots of writing, the two of them. I forget, but he's writing for something great. I know that. I swear <laughs> to God. Me too. And I hope he's uh, seeing a lot of hockey games. Yeah. <laughs> well, even it's funny, too, talking about how Second City said you guys were, were too weird. Because I think you you guys always sort of get put into your own category. Yeah. Because people, Canadian comedy always gets painted with that brush of, you know, it's too it's too Wonder Bread. It's too sort of safe and squeaky clean. Yeah, we and were. you guys are kind of over here in one corner. And I don't get it because we like we like Davin Costello as well. Like we like Danny Kaufman. Yeah. And we like Davin Costello. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, and like I thought Mike Myers was weird, but there was something more palpable about him. Something more more um, like and that's why he's so successful. Besides the fact that he's amazing, but he's um, there's something commercial about his weirdness. Yeah, where, where sometimes we're just weird. Like we did a scene on the TV show where um, uh, we thought of in rehearsal where uh, Dave's playing the piano, but he can't play and, he, and he's just making noise. I can't play the piano. And then I come out, I'm a guy, but I'm in a dress and I slide on the piano go, and I can't really sing. And then the show started. And, <laughs> and I guess that's what they meant by that we were too weird. And it's a wrap. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's go into commercial break so we can give Kevin more time think of old boring stories more time no that's as good you you put us in a place in a time yes this is inside jokes on global news radio 640 toronto Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes, Pants Optional. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And uh, what's so great here, we got Kevin McDonald from uh, Kids, Kids in the, the Hall. Hall. Stop forgetting the, the name! <laughs> she hasn't I forgotten the name. I don't, I don't, I'm so. not. She's been very nice and talking special, and then I attacked her for a laugh. <laughs> and you wanted to talk about, like, favorite past sketches. I actually, I sent this, tweeted this photo to Bruce when uh, Sketchfest was happening. Yeah. I saw, it was just in a back alley in Toronto, but there was a cabbage, a perfect piece of cabbage <laughs> with a stubbed out cigarette coming out of the side of it. So I just tweeted it to Bruce and asked if he was in the, underneath the concrete because, of course, Cabbage Head. But it was just so perfect, and he was here doing Sketchfest. Did he text back? He did, yeah. He said, yes, that's me. I'm underground right now. Uh, I, I know the story. It's not a great story, but I, I know the story how he thought of that. Of Cabbage Head? Yeah. Well, it's not really the story. When we were in New York, because uh, Lauren Michaels brought us to New York for six months to write the pilot and keep performing, he thought of the idea. Uh, first, the idea was a toaster head. Okay, but he did. But he thought the funny thing about that would be toast popping out, and he didn't know how to do that on stage. I guess he thought of it before when we were a stage troupe. Uh, and then he thought that cabbage would be easier, so yeah. then he switched. It again. But it, originally, it was going to be toaster head. Well, well, there you go. And he kind of had like the Bruce had a lot of those weird, like bizarre standout characters too, right? Like yeah. Eradicator. I always say no one would think of an idea that Bruce McCullough would think of. Jack Handy from Saturday Night Live and oh. Bruce McCullough. Nobody would think of like ideas that they think of. I think. Yeah. True. True. Yeah, Eradicator. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a fun that was an all night shoot. That's all I remember about that. Oh, really? Eradicator. <laughs> We're gonna have some fun now and talk about um, different sketches yes, from different famed groups. Should I have our guest, Kevin? Yeah, let's have our guest start. 
Um, so you talked about Carol Burnett. Oh, yes. Uh, you love Carol Burnett. Yeah. Who doesn't? I mean, really, I don't know anybody who doesn't. Because I always think, uh, like, I, I always wanted our show to be uh, part of Monty Python, part Carol Burnett, whereas Monty Python sort of um, destroyed sketch comedy. They reinvented <laughs> it, uh, where you could do sketches where um, halfway through the sketch, a character could not like the sketch and, and leave and start another sketch, or, <laughs> or they'd have episodes half through. And I love that. Um, but also, I love Carol Burnett, sketches that had a beginning, middle, and end. And I think the kids in the hall, mm-hmm. we were talking earlier about how weird we were, but I think our weirdness was more inside the sketch, the, the beginning, middle, and ending of the sketch. We did some Monty Python type stuff like that. Um, but that's, like which uh, one? Uh, well, I did a sketch called uh, The Middle, where we where I tell the audience that I can only think of a middle of a sketch. And, <laughs> and so we just show the middle and it makes noise. Oh, yeah, there's a, do- there's a little dog swinging and, uh, and, a, and a little girl with a tennis racket crying. And, <laughs> just... and a mother running around going, seven, seven, seven. <laughs> and it makes no sense. I said, I, I hope you, t- that was my experiment. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> that, that was the middle of a sketch. Just way out there. Yeah, but also it wasn't Monty Python. They would have just shown the middle. I, like I, I felt carpenetish enough that I had to explain what they were about to see yeah um so i always think we're like uh monty python and carabinette put together not as good of course Carol, well you had your moments <laughs> we had our moments yes. no everybody's got their thing right yeah. the, the, that's what made you all special and and iconic right in a canadian way <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except it, carol wasn't uh, the definition of a Canadian celebrity is that you're customs and you have to tell the person there that you're a Canadian celebrity, <laughs> even though it's Canadian customs. That's yeah. The, the, well, that's right? that's what we, we're just uh, launching the Canadian Association of Stand-Up Comics, and we're going to ask you more about that because uh, it's going to be integral what people like you say, and we hope you participate in it. Uh, but we're still going to play our game. Yeah. Sketches. Favorite you? favorite sketches? Yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up, I grew up watching these guys, but I also did love... Uh, Mr. Show a lot for 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 that reason as well because yeah. they were just sort of and again I think they they got this from you and maybe you guys got it from Monty Python but yeah they would give up on something halfway yeah and they, just they, they were more like Monty Python I would think they were yeah. more like Monty Python and they put more thought into uh, how an episode was we, we would put more thought into the sketches though season two and season three I remember we tried really hard to make the episodes have runners and themes and stuff yeah um, uh, but then we got lazy again in season four season five we just concentrated on the sketches again yeah it's true because they would always have that sort of recurring theme throughout the entire thing yeah. but again it was so strange it was that's that's what I always loved about it because I, I ended stream up, of consciousness like Mr. Show was it, stream of it totally was and I think you know I ended up in comedy later on but originally I went to film school and that was the huh? reason why because I was watching and especially when you guys would do these sort of shorts and these vignettes and stuff and Bruce used to do them on on SNL as well, but uh, right, that stuff was I think what what sent me in that direction. Our favorite stuff was the, was the film stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess seventy five percent of the show was taped in front of a live audience, but the twenty five percent film was sort of our favorite because you can control the uh, sketches. You can do as many takes to get it right. Uh, you can change later in editing, and I think even the most normal like scene where it's three people having breakfast should be filmed because it could be a uh, two people in breakfast are having a weird fight. And you want to cut to the third guy who doesn't know why they're fighting, and it's kind of funny because he's eating but confused. Yeah. Um, but so you have to tell the audience where to look. That's what we like about the film. Yeah. You okay, it's so okay. Of... We're going to go on break on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. More with Kevin McDonald.
You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's actually a design tip, and that is look up. Huh. I'm talking about taking advantage of the vertical space in your home. There's a lot of square footage up there above the couches and tables. That could mean adding shelves and colorful wall-mounted cabinets of different sizes, stacking your paintings or artwork in an interesting arrangement, changing your floor lamp to wall-mounted lighting. Not only will it add some character to your space, it's also quite functional. Call or email me today. I can help you. They can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now, back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back, Kevin McDonald. Thank you for having me back again. You could have kicked me out, but you didn't. So <laughs> thank you very much. This is a blast from the past. That's what I am. I'm a blast. <laughs> You're giving us great stories from the past. There's nothing rhymes with present. I want to be a blast from present, but there's no word for blast that rhymes with present. <laughs> Well, you've got um, Dean, Dean Young here, too. Yeah. We want to recognize your presence. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, I just never leave anyways. So, Kevin, um, your presence on Kids in the Hall was very um, <laughs> He <present>. was there. <laughs> very was present. Very there. was very there. Yes, I was there. And now you're coming back to Second City. Uh, yes, where I started. So it's yeah. full circle. Yeah. Uh, not only in my life, but our conversation. Full circle. <laughs> That's right. Because I, yes, back in Second City. Why am I there? I'm uh, hosting. What's it called? The Humber uh, Industry, Industry Showcase. Showcase. Yeah. The, yeah. Hum, the Humber Industry Showcase with their graduating students. And uh, I've been lucky enough to ask to host. You know, I went to Humber, but uh, they stu- I studied acting. And they kicked me out after three months because I was just funny, and they said I was a one-legged actor. But uh, the funny part <laughs> is that the guy who kicked me out was a one-legged actor because the lighting grid had fallen on his leg during oh, the no. production of Pippin. <laughs> so he was limping around me telling me that I was a one-legged actor. That's hilarious. True story. So now you're going back to give it back to him or yeah, something? Yeah, give it back. Well, no. Because of that, uh, another teacher um, told me to get, uh, that he said I was very good at improv, and I should go to Second City. He gave me the phone number to the workshops. That's how I got in. And who was that teacher? William Davis, who later got famous as the smoking man in uh, X-Files. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. That's huge. That's huge. Huge. Well, um... Let me try to figure out how I could uh, tie those two things together. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gave you different things to tie together. No, don't worry about it. Cask. Cask is the Canadian Association of Stand-Up Comics. It's a new association being created by comics. All sorts from your types. From my types. Sketch. <laughs> no, it, well, we, we're separating it like from stand-up. So shady. Yeah. Stand-ups to sketch. And then what did Robin and Duke said? Yeah, last week said sketch and improv is very is different. I, w- I would say they're, I understand what she means. I would say they're at least cousins. Yeah, mm-hmm. close enough. They're cousins. Make it out, not kissing cousins. Not Make kissing out cousins. cousins. Making out cousins. And um, so it's basically a lobby group for yes. comics, and uh, it's in full force now. We're really excited about it, right, Dean? Yeah, it's basically just to. We have a new arts council because we have a new government, and they haven't recognized comedy as a Canadian art form, 
which in itself is funny. Uh, I think it's very important to support comedy as art. Uh, last week, I, you know, comedians are the Canadians of uh, of arts, I think, in a way. Uh, yeah. that We sort of make fun of ourselves. Um, uh, my partner, Paula, she's a dancer, and we were going to a dance show. I was buying tickets online, and it was cheaper if uh, you were an artist. So I just See? put that she was an artist. I didn't put that. I, and then she got mad at me, and she said, you're an artist, too! <laughs> See? I, I, I guess I am. But it's ridiculous, because uh, Richard Pryor and Lily Tomlin, like my heroes of the 70s, they weren't yeah. artists. That's crazy. Right. That's a good point, Kevin. And it's our biggest export. Yes. Yeah. Right? It, it totally is. Certainly. Yeah. And it w- would have been very different for you back in those early days if you had support from the government. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Can you I, imagine if you, you as kids in the hall, went and got grant money for touring and all this? I know. I wouldn't stuff. have had a movie I shared, Carlton Cinemas. There you go. <laughs> Though that would have been sad to miss. No, that's, don't say that, Kevin. No, yeah, it would have been horrible. But, you know, all the things you could have done, where it could have yeah, been, should have, could have, would have. Absolutely. It kind of sucks to think that way because it was kind of nice that it was so underground, too, what yeah. you did. Well, if they had funding, it would have been like Mark McKinney would have been crushing heads on a Muskoka chair, not carrying around his own lawn chair anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. That's true. Muskoka yeah. chairs are funnier. Yeah. <laughs> They're much funnier. Nice yeah, Muskoka yeah. chair. What's so, ridiculous? Comedy, the, 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 they should be seen as, um, comedians should be seen as artists, of course. Okay, good to hear. Maybe we'll have that as a little liner. There you go. And now for your weekly listings. Don't miss Humber Comedy's Industry Showcase Night this Monday night at the famous Second City Toronto, hosted, of course, by Kids in the Hall's own Kevin McDonald. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times or our TV show The Frantics, Four in the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast... And start downloading the best of frantic times. Boot to the head! To the head! And now for this week's Comedy RX featuring a clip from Kids in the Hall, The Daves I Know. These are the Daves I know, I know. These are the Daves I know. These are the Daves I know, I know. These are the Daves I know. David Hoffner, he works in my dad's store. He's worked for 12 years, he'll probably work here for more. These are the days I know, I know, these are the days I know. These are the days I know, I know, these are the days I know. Dave Gord, I've known since I was six. Ingrated, he broke his leg, so we got drunk and sick. These are the days I know, I know, these are the days I know. These are the days I know, I know, these are the days I know. Some of them are Davids, but most of us are Daves. They all have their own hands, but they come from different mums. These are the Daves I know, I know. These are the Daves I know. These are the Daves I know, I know. These are the Daves I know. Dave Jadiski, man, this cat can swing. He weighs almost 50 pounds and he delivers my paper on time. These are the days I know, I know, these are the days I know. These are the days I know, I know, these are the days I know. Dave Capisano, I hardly know him. These are the days I know, I know, these are the days I know. These are the days I know, I know, these are the days I know. We 
Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, Kevin McDonald. What a treat. Thank you. It was a treat for me, and I'm not lying this time. <laughs> I said that on other radio stations, but I but I lied. But you know I'm not lying because I'm saying that I'm not lying. So, so Is that how you. we know? Yeah, that's how you know. I'm going to look at you in the eye. Say it again. Uh, I'm not lying. I'm Italian. It was a treat for me. It was a treat for me, too. (laughs) Wait, I'm going to break your knuckles. Uh, I'm Santa Carusi. Thank you, Kevin McDonald, Dean Young, and Donna Donna. Do you wanna come back here every week and get your fill of comedy? Coming up next is the Dating and Relationship Show. Did you know that, Kevin? I did hear that. Yeah, it's good. And uh, you can start your Sunday night next Sunday at 7 p.m. with the Parenting Show. 8 o'clock, Inside Jokes. 9 o'clock, The Dating Relationship Show. Uh, Thank you very much. I'm Santa Cruz.